I'm Stephanie. I'm Robin, and we're definitely not doing this for the second time. <laughs> we're going to be even better. Uh-huh. It's going to be It's going to be tighter. Okay. All right. We're going to go right, right uh-huh. into the news. All right. So uh, these episodes take place uh, between the end of 2004 and the beginning of 2005. And so my news is actually from February 2005. And the first news item is that Jensen Ackles is rumored to be involved in a series pilot for next season for something called Supernatural. Oh, wow. Hot dog. <laughs> Such a great show. Especially season one. Yeah. Excellent. A lot of fans were like, oh, no, Jensen Ackles is not going to be on the show next year. Ah, mm. but they get something even better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I definitely prefer Dean Winchester to uh, Jason Teague. I mean, no offense. Yeah. I, I mean, Jason Teague, I'm enjoying this storyline but he's ju- he's just set up to die mm-hmm. or be broken what was his character in dawson's at creek at least do you remember his character what do you remember what his character's name was in dawson's dawson's creek he was in dawson's creek yeah no yeah he was who did he date what the hell this was like just last year it's not like we've watched like eight tv series since then uh <laughs> who did he date didn't he date uh oh my gosh busy phillips Maybe. I swear, I do not remember this at all. <laughs> I'm bringing it up. Was he? At, was he at college? He was at the. He was in the college years or year. He played CJ. Oh, uh, I swear. He, okay. He was in Twelve CJ, episodes. That sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, wait, wait. Who is? Th- oh yeah, he was. He wouldn't drink. He wouldn't drink. And she. And uh, who was? Oh, was it Jen? It was Jen. Here's a description right. from The Song Remains the Same, the first episode he shows up in. Um, uh, Jen accidentally meets a very cute guy named CJ, a fan of Jen's defunct radio show, who invites her to a counseling center that he works at. Now you remember? Yeah. He was su- he oh, he's, his, he was so sketchy. Yeah. That character was very – he was supposed to be a goody-goody – Whatever, but he seemed like that was uh, that was the way. Wasn't he the person that had to react to uh, Joey Potter drunkenly telling him that Jen killed somebody? (laughs) 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 One of the best moments of Dawson's Creek ever. Uh, All right, more Jensen. We Jensen was also rumored to be playing the Flash in a movie written by David S. Goyer. So that would have been interesting. Uh, the movie Cursed is released to theaters in February. Um, Michael Rosenbaum said he got a letter from Wes Craven asking him to audition, and he framed it. And he said, uh, when he went to his audition, he said, I did my Freddy Krueger impression, thinking Wes is a freak who's cool and loves slasher flicks. I was wrong. He just looked at me and said, yeah, okay, it's very nice to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you're a Verizon Wireless customer, you can text GetLex uh, with the password Elements, and you can receive text messages from Lex Luthor and enter for a chance to win a trip to the set of Smallville for the fifth season premiere. Is it too late to jump on board with this? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why Elements? I have no idea. Maybe it has to do with the stones. Yeah, the water element. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and finally, Michael Rosenbaum appeared on Last Call with Carson Daly earlier this week, and in the appearance, he told the host about an encounter he recently had with actor Kevin Spacey, uh, who is playing Lex Luthor in the upcoming Superman movie. 
He says, all of a sudden I feel a tap on my shoulder. And he was like, well, if it isn't the former Lex Luthor. And I turn around and I go, yeah, I'm playing him before he's fat and ugly. And he just looked at me like, real cute, Rosenbaum. Real cute. That's kind of rude. <laughs> uh, yeah, but fuck that guy. Well, I guess. I guess <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Uh, it's good to hear that House of Cards will be returning for a half season and it'll star, it's going to star Robin Wright to wrap things up. I, as a fan of that show, I was kind of like, that sucks for all those other people that were involved with the show that Kevin Spacey ended up being like a terrible, awful, a terrible, uh, awful person. Uh, so, but yeah, this is a good call. Good call to, to make Robin Wright. Mm -hmm. She's, she's big right now. She's awesome. She's the Princess Bride. Meh. <laughs> you don't like the Princess Bride? Mm-mm. Seriously? I, I don't think I've met a person that doesn't You're like right. the I Princess know, Bride. I know I'm weird. I don't I don't like Casablanca and I don't like the Princess Bride. You don't like Casablanca. Casablanca. Yeah. Casablanca. I don't like it. All right. Let's <laughs> talk about some episodes this week. Uh, okay. Bound. Let's talk about the one. Where uh, Kobe Smulders guest stars, and we find out how Lana meets Jason's mother. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the one where Lex is framed for murder. The uh, a recycled X Files plot where uh, Lex, uh, but in the episode of the X Files, it's Skinner uh, wakes up in bed, and the person that he slept with the night before uh, is murdered. It was murdered next to him while he was sleeping. And uh Yeah. I felt like we had saw this before a million times. <laughs> and this was this was a terrible episode. <laughs> it was weak. It made no sense. I have no idea what was going on. But like you said, Kobe Smolders. And uh I, I really like the opening of it, you know, where the, the seduction, you know. Uh Lex uh, being drawn into this uh gorgeous woman and her MP three player. Um What does what does the what does the MP3? I feel like this episode was like edited, and it was supposed to have been something else. Like, what was the point of the MP3 player? I think originally they were listening to an episode of We Don't Want to Wait together, um, but then, like, <laughs> yeah, I know that that podcast gave them a problem with copyrights, and uh, yeah, so now they're just listening to some uh, bland techno tune. Although, uh, oh yeah. She said it was my favorite song. It's a terrible song. <laughs> Although it did end up on the playlist just because it's a memorable scene for me. Um, because, uh, you know, it's not often that you, you know, you see uh, someone getting garden stated, you know, where uh, they have to share the headphones. And it's not the Shins this time. It's a band called Faithless. So. What, what really, what was the point of the MP3 player? Uh, you know, it's it pretty hot, you know. The whole let's share earbuds kind of thing. I mean, it isn't very sanitary. But um, <laughs> I did like when they got in the elevator and, you know, she's she's pretty high. Um, I have to say before this, Kobe was on ABC's Veritas, The Quest. And it was a show all about relic hunting and it was canceled. And a year after this, she stars in a little show called How I Met Your Mother. And the rest is history. And actually, a bit, a bit of trivia for this opening. I think it's like around the elevator scene, uh, about two minutes into the episode, uh, for like a split second, the words no data flash onto the screen. 
<laughs> so I'm not sure. Really? A, I didn't catch it, but it was in the trivia. So, uh, but yeah, the problem with this episode, besides the, I mean, there's several problems, but one of the biggest problems I think is the fact that we know who Kobe Smulders is. So when Lex wakes up mm-hmm. and there's a dead, bloody girl next to him, you just look at her and you're like, that's not Kobe Smulders. And then when uh, the lawyer comes to talk to Lex and her assistant comes in, you're like, that's Kobe Smulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you, you recognized her too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. She tried. She. I was like, I was like, why is nobody mentioning that that's the dead girl? Like, <laughs> You know why? Because in this universe, you can trick somebody by putting on a pair of glasses. Oh, I mean, okay. it's a whole setup for Clark Kent, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So, so Lex has been having these, he's has these serial one night stands. Yeah. And like he has a problem with this and nobody knows about it. It's a secret that he's keeping from Clark and everybody. And Clark is so disappointed that what he's done with these girls that he he dates them and then he breaks up with them by sending them earrings yeah. and he learned this from his father right uh and he only dates girls that remind him of his mother <laughs> and of course you know uh kobe smolders isn't how i met your mother in the next year <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is a little it, it okay. is a little weird <laughs> Okay, let's let's talk this out. So, why did she frame him? Because he ruined her life because she had a fiancé and she broke up with him and she thought that he loved her. Uh And then he didn't recognize her. Yeah, she blames him for her cheating on her man. I mean, Uh yeah, I wrote this right here. Girl, he's slimy for not remembering you, but it's not his fault your fiancé dumped you. I mean, you cheated on him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 13 women said they slept with Lex in the past year. He said this was the only time. And Chloe says, you believe him? And Clark says, you got to believe someone, Chloe. Kind of topical. <laughs> <laughs> A little weird that this is coming. This episode's coming up, and those, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, Clark, believe women. Just believe women. Don't believe Lex. It's Lex Luthor. I mean, I know you don't think he's evil yet, but. Um. And so Lionel is a new man. Yes. What'd you think about this? Uh, it's it's. I like it. It's interesting. Uh, so Clark's essence. Not only cured his liver, but made him good. Essence of Clark. <laughs> yeah, something strong and good was inside him, and it changed. It changed him. That's all. That's all Lionel knows. I, he doesn't seem to be. He doesn't seem to like acknowledge the whole body switch thing. He just. I don't know. He doesn't remember yeah. it. And then in the epi- in the scene where Clark goes to Lex to confront him, and Lex from the John Glover School of Acting grabs Clark's arms. <laughs> Don't be afraid to touch the other actor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I noticed. Be intense. I thought you were going to point out that uh, Clark just make sure he doesn't shake Lionel's hand this time. <laughs> but oh yeah, he did. I-, I love the fact that I mean this is this quote. Sticks out to me because it was kind of a big uh, 
one that was uh, quoted many times in jokingly uh, on the shoe podcast. But Lionel says to Clark when he comes to the jail, he says, "Good to see you," and he's at, he actually means this. Where the yeah. last time when we heard him saying "Good to see you" is when he's about to fire the entire plant <laughs> in Smallville. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah, Clark is very he's he's hesitant to trust Lionel, but. Through the episode, Lionel helps him, you know, tells him about the earrings and different things. So he uh, solves the mystery with Lionel's help. Yeah, he sees that uh, he sees that he recognizes that he was an evil person, and this destructive force is inside Lex uh, as well. So uh, yeah. Uh, so I like when uh, Chloe and Clark are in the elevator reenacting the uh, video that they watched. <laughs> it's for truth and, like and justice, big boy. So push me up against the wall. That's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Chloe didn't want to watch the video when they were at the torch. And I liked that Clark smirked. <laughs> like, that's funny. She doesn't want to watch them make out. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they get in the elevator and you know she's like and this you knew they were not gonna kiss because we've already had the big uh-huh. kiss. But they got pretty close. Yeah. And then the, the, the mother and the children <laughs> opened the uh, the elevator. I'll have what she's having. No, no, she says uh, we'll take the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it was pretty funny. I, like I don't know. It seemed that Chloe was being innocent about the whole reenactment, but it could have been definitely played in a way that she's just kind of, you know, taking an opportunity. Going to enjoy the, yeah, yeah, enjoy the reenactment. Let's see. What else? Lex slept with his lawyer. Yeah. That's kind of not good. Uh Well, I noticed, you know, I was like, he's got hot doc and now he's got hot lawyer. You know, Lex surrounds himself with uh, gorgeous women in uh, professional jobs and mm-hmm. only sleeps with uh, women that remind him of his mother. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the jacket twirl? It looked like Clark was uh, throwing a hoedown, but uh, or was actually more like a Saturday Night Fever. He like twirls the jacket mm-hmm. over his head to put the fire out. It was something different. He doesn't have super breath yet, so he's doing his best. <laughs> Um. Um. Oh, yeah, and of course we have to mention a uh, new guest star comes on the show. Uh, Miss Jane Seymour, solitaire herself from Live and Let Die, and of course, uh, Doctor Quinn, medicine woman, woman, only one. <laughs> um, I, yes. I had something here. When we were looking for somebody to play this part, we wanted someone recognizable, but not necessarily from the Superman lore, Al Goff explained. We found out that Jane was available. We liked the ideas. Like the idea, after years and years of playing Dr. Quinn, of having her play a character who is much more of a villain, we approached her and she jumped at the whole challenge of doing that. She liked the idea of Genevieve and how she was kind of dark. I give her credit, Goff continued. She just went for it. She had some great scenes with Lionel, some fantastic scenes with Lex, who was a real delight to work with. Um, and writer Holly Harold says, um, uh, you know, I, 
and these are kind of spoilerish, so I, I want to stay away from that. But uh, Jane Seymour was uh, close friends with Christopher Reeve until the time of his death, and of course they appeared together in somewhere in yes. town. <laughs> and she yeah. has a son, Christopher, that he named. She named after him. Ah. Yeah. So she's kind of connected, sort of, but not yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lana has a dream where she sees. Uh, her boyfriend's mom <laughs> before she actually meets him, uh, meets her. Uh, so that that's a little yeah. Weird. That was neat. I liked going back to that uh, to the witches, you know, burn at the stake scene. Uh-huh. That was great. Uh, so was she actually there, or was she just in the dream? I don't know. She had purple eyes. That was weird. Uh-huh. And there's some French in that that scene, and I have a trans translations for you. Um, so Isabel says, I'm going to sleep for just a little bit. And Jane Seymour's character says, you have betrayed me, Isabel. So now you are going to die. So, uh, one thing I was looking for an explanation about, um, well, a couple things. One thing is she doesn't sound like, uh, Jason at all. (laughs) Like Jason never got her accent. (laughs) And uh, that needs to be explained. Um, and also, it seemed like from from uh, from get go, like from from the very first moment we start talking about Genevieve, it seems that Jason has told Lana that he's has that he's had problems with his mother and doesn't want to see her. And uh, I was like, did it, it, like the show acts as if we already know this? <laughs> but um, it also is kind of highlighting the strangeness of was this uh, this meeting between Lana and Jason an accident or did Genevieve set this whole thing up? Yeah, well, I mean, it, he had a strange, strange, strained relationship with his dad. So hmm. I guess it's understandable that he doesn't really have a relationship with his mother. <sighs> Maybe she just grew up in England and Maybe it's like you. Didn't your doesn't your mother have an English accent? Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny that I didn't automatically think of that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Edit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, it was really weird that um, what was what Ashley? That's not right. What's Kobe Smulders' Shannon. name? Shannon. 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 She oh, Saeed, by the way. Went through his. She went through Lex's files and found out about all the uh, one night stands. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. <laughs> also, it's weird that Lex doesn't remember any of their names, and yet he knows where to send those diamond earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Very weird. And okay, and okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> somehow Lionel tells Clark. To check on the car that was left at the hotel, uh-huh. and so they so Clark goes to some house where he finds Lex burning something, and then the cops are coming, and the cops were supposed to arrest Lex there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was weird. What? He was burning all know. sorts of uh, Michael Rosenbaum promo shots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think. I can't remember. It's been a while. It's been a few days since I've seen this, but I think it was more like the sheriff was going to go check out this house because that was a lead 
Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and and that uh, that that whole all those pictures were more of a setup than anything, just to connect Lex to their murder. So, so that was the house of the girl who was actually dead. I think <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So. Um, Kobe Smulders gets knocked out by uh, Clark. Clark does a jacket twirl, pr- puts uh, puts the fire out, and leaves Lex tied to the chair. Yep. Yep. And Lex didn't see anything. <laughs> nope. Um, do you want to say anything more about this episode? <laughs> No, I do not. Let's move on. It's terrible. Uh, best needle drop. Like I said, I put on the put on my little playlist. Faithless. I want more. Part two. So, and when you listen, you can skip past it if you really don't like it. Terrible song. Okay. Scare. Boo. The one where Scare. everyone lives out their worst nightmares. There's no security at Lex's <laughs> plant. Nope. <laughs> and he's going to call a specialist in for it. Like, it was so funny. <laughs> it was like all in the same breath. There's no security at Lex's plant, and he's going to call in a specialist from Metropolis for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love how Chloe nonchalantly uses her dad's old security card to let them in. Like, one, like, why is that card still working? And, like, two, it's just, just kind of funny. It's just kind of like, of course, you know, she just walks through the gate. Like, we don't, do we really need to set this up at all? Chloe's going to get into wherever. <laughs> And especially mm-hmm. if it's, it's something with Luther in the name, uh, it's probably going to be op- uh, an open door. I love how Clark is just like, well, the gate was open. <laughs> Lex, Lex should have been like, yeah, figures. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before that, though, we have our first dream, and that's Jason's dream. Oh, I know. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, Clark is awful flirty. <laughs> In, uh, in yeah, Jason's dream. Exactly. Cause that's, yeah, because Clark, neither Clark or Lana were acting like themselves. Right. They were like a very intense version of themselves. It's like Jason's worst fear is that Clark is going to woo his girlfriend away from him. And then um, she's going to end up shoving a pair of scissors into his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's very weird. It's uh he like did he fall asleep like standing up? I didn't, I didn't understand what happened. Like he he went to Luther Corp to get an interview, and he wasn't affected by the toxin until he was on the balcony knocking on Lana's door, <laughs> and because he just falls backwards onto the one of the tables in the town. Yeah, well, but the same thing, you know, with Chloe, she's wandering around the plant, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden. There is her mother uh, slash yes. herself. So she found out what uh, why her mother left them. Like she thought that her mother left yep. them, but her mother's in an insane asylum, and all the women in the family are affected. Mm. And will Chloe end up being affected by this? Uh, by the way, Chloe's mother is Moira. I don't think they actually said it, but it's that's what she's billed as. Uh, yeah, that was a, there was a couple of really scary dreams. I, you know, seeing like, I mean, the only thing I could compare it to, I watched, uh, the exorcist on Fox, that show and like the the makeup they put on Chloe and Lana, it looks like, you know, there should be some priests like throwing holy water on them because they got the black eyes and their skin's all scarified and yeah, it's gross. 
Yeah, it's, this is so Buffy. Uh, yeah, uh, and no, Stephen and I did not write this one. <laughs> this is Kelly Souders <laughs> and Brian Peterson. Um, the one thing about that whole thing is not even the dream, but what did that security guard ever do for Clark just to knock him out like that? Like Clark and the security guard roll up. She Chloe's like mm-hmm. wandering around the hallway. She's like ah, and the security guard just kind of gets out of the gets up, and it you know I think if Clark didn't didn't do anything, he would have just the security guard would have probably let helped Clark get Chloe out of there, and you know because they're not supposed to be there. But he like knocks. Yeah, her out. all I can figure <laughs> is I don't know. He was trying to keep him from knowing what was going on. I, I don't know. <laughs> he's wandering around that plan. I'm sure he's going to figure it out eventually. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go down into the the labs, and I wrote down Luther Corp is open the upside down because <laughs> there's all this like you know they have to go into this special lab with the suits where the the toxin and this whole experiment with meteor rocks and uh, unlocked a bacteria. Of course, it's the meteor rocks, and uh, they they basically created the uh, the poison that uh, the scarecrow uses on Batman. <laughs> So. Oh, okay. This is the scarecrow. Though. Yeah, I know. It's like another one. <laughs> and Jason's heart could give out. Yes. Because of prolonged panic. Yes. Yeah, I read read some trivia, or like basically like a goofs section, and it said something like, you know, doctors and can keep a heart rate down, you know, administering things. It's not like it would race like that, but I'm no medical expert. I was just reading the goops. What do you think? Yes. Amniodarone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to the prison, and uh, Lionel is uh, Saint Lionel now. And you didn't miss out on a deleted scene. Um, mm. And it's this whole thing where smiling Lionel uh, teaches the inmates chess, and uh, and some inmates get like uppity and like challenge him, and like you're not the big boss anymore, yada yada yada. And he's like, you know, hey, you know, you got to let go of that hate. <laughs> <laughs> and it really just kind of stuns them rather than, you know, what reality would be where he'd just get beaten to the ground. <laughs> He's the prison guru. Yeah. And uh, we have the um, the warden shows up to release him. Did you recognize her, by the way? Ellen yeah. from Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where do I know her from? And I went through her credits. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Ellen and her daughter, Joe. And he says something like, I'm, I'm guilty, if not this crime, then several others. But the thing is, he is guilty of the crime he's charged with, which is killing his parents. I mean, he didn't do it himself, but he did hire Rutger Howard to do it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, so, okay, so we go to Lana's dream, right? Mm-hmm. And holy crap, zombie La- Lana. Um. Really interesting. She sees her parents laying on a gurney in her dream, among other people that the sheet comes off of, and you see like uh, dead versions of them. Those actors that are laying on the gurney are the same exact ones that got creamed by the meteor in the pilot. Oh, really? I was wondering. They came back to do this, and they said they were trying. They were. They really wanted to put Whitney on a gurney too. Well, well, Mm. like poor, poor Whitney gets to come back for another like (laughs) meaningless scene. (laughs) I guess it's, it, there's more meaning for him to uh, be on a gurney than just being a part of the people that tease uh, 
uh, Scabby Abby. Anyway, so that was pretty scary. Um, <laughs> so I wrote down. It, it kind of goes back to the laboratory scene, and uh, I wrote down, "There's zero. There is zero reason for me to go in there with you. I will probably get in your way, but I am going in there." <laughs> so. Oh, when Lex went in there. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor. The doctor, if he looks familiar, um, that's Malcolm Stewart. He played um, Jody's dad in the episode Craving. Or maybe not. Oh, Jody's dad in Craving. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was in the greenhouse. Yeah. And he was always trying to tell her to take care of herself, stop trying all these diets and all that. Yeah. Give her carrots. Uh Uh, so we see Lex's nightmare. He's what he's afraid of. He's in that white suit again in the Oval Office, and he starts nuclear war. Uh, yeah, nothing like a great end of the world montage. I wrote, and uh, th- you know, a lot of this is from Hourglass in season one. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. And the scene where the the missiles go flying in the air. Which is a, probably mm-hmm. a scene we're going to be seeing soon. Hopefully, we'll be able to finish Smallville before it all goes to hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually uh, footage from uh, Terminator Three. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Says so I think it's also Warner Brothers. So, and I pointed this out in the group uh, when Lex is standing there and all those bones. You can actually see like Batman's mask <laughs> in the background. Like Batman is also one of the people that died. Really? Oh, you didn't see that? No. Yeah, check out our Facebook group. In the header is the image, and uh, okay. right behind him, there's a Batman mask. Yeah, he talked during that panel. Michael Rosenbaum talked about um, uh, selling. Uh, uh, what's the word when you sell something for charity? Auctioning. He <laughs> okay. He he talked about auctioning off that white suit ah. for charity. So. Um, Speaking of this kind of this this actually it's funny, I think they well, okay. They wanted to do something different. And th- when they decided to scrap it, that's the reason why we've got a lot of this recycled footage from Hourglass and Terminator Three. <laughs> There's a deleted scene. And it's on really? it's on the DVD and it's the alternate version of Lex's Nightmare. Lex is getting married. <laughs> and he lifts the veil And who do you think is sitting there Wait, wait, wait Say, say that again, you cut out what Lex name? is getting married in his nightmare And he lifts the veil And who do you think is standing there I have no idea Clark Kent No, I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's his mother It's his mother Oh, really? And he's like, oh my god, mom And he hugs her And suddenly, like, he backs up and, like, from her wrists down to her waist, it's all super bloody. And she blames Lex for her death and blames him for uh, Julian's death and says, you're rotting inside just like your father. And then Lex goes, don't say that! Don't say that! And then he grabs her around the throat and starts strangling her. And then he wakes up. So that was actually the original nightmare. Why did they change it? Uh, let me see. I wrote down page 62. So let me see where the... Um, okay, Al Goff says, Basically, it was something that Miles and I never liked, but the writers sort of pursued. Uh, Lex's nightmare of marrying his mother just had no climax, especially when you look at the other scares. 
That change was last minute. We were down the road with shooting, and the final scene was completely constructed in post. Mm. So, yeah. I I'm, I wonder if it's not like but, too, but But the greatest scare, the greatest nightmare is Clark. Yeah. When, with all these meteors hitting, and he can't do any, he can't save. Like, that's his worst nightmare, is he can't save everybody. And it's kryptonite, and... He's weakened, mm-hmm. and Lana puts it all together. Yep. How could I be so reason. stupid? Oh, yeah. And uh, I wrote down both, both Jason and Clark are worried that Lana is going to stab them. <laughs> <laughs> Lana's so stabby. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really cool. Another great meteor shower. But it was weird mm-hmm. because when Clark tells Chloe about his nightmare... Obviously, he can't tell her the truth. Right. So he actually tells her the nightmare that he had in Hourglass, which was he's like surrounded by graves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that he, he actually tells her that the one from Hourglass. I thought that was interesting. So I wonder if they changed it at the last minute. I don't know. I I, I don't. I, or if he did lie. Yeah, I think he lied. Uh, what else? Uh, Dr. Scanlon is, I forgot to mention, he's played by Jerry Wasserman, who has like hundreds of credits, but, uh, most recently he played, uh, the president on the Flash episode for the Invasion crossover last year. Uh Dr. Scanlon, the president. Um, oh yeah, I wrote... I like that guy. I wrote down, uh, Lex grabs the antidote, antidote, which was just a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) Like Clark heats it up and he's and it's like bing, it's ready and he's like okay good and he reaches in and grabs it. a thousand degrees Kelvin. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know what the difference is. So Lionel leaves the prison and his mysterious benefactor is waiting in the car for him and he's like ah, I should have known. <laughs> okay, Lionel leaves the prison wearing a casual version of the white suit. Yeah, I wrote down, welcome to Fantasy Island. <laughs> <laughs> so who picked him up? Was it Margot Kidder? Hmm, I don't know. Who do you think? She's the first person that popped in my mm-hmm. head. Yeah, we did last we did last see her in a limo. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside but it could the prison. be anything. <laughs> It could be somebody we don't even know of yeah. yet. Um. So, oh yeah, Clark actually tells his parents that uh, his hallucination has made him afraid to tell any of his close friends about his secret. And I just wrote down, pretty soon somebody's going to know about your secret. <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> and uh, Jason's considering leaving Smallville because he's scared about his mom and Lana's Again, has a boyfriend who won't tell tell her the full story. <laughs> She's got to be tired of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Chloe, another foreshadowing right at the end of the episode. She says, if you can't tell your best friend, who can you tell? Mm-hmm. There is so... Oh, nope, that's wrong. <laughs> what? I have a whole... <laughs> I haven't been recording. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I have a whole list of needle drops, but they're for the next episode. So <laughs> Hold up. Uh, I have no needle drops for this episode. Shall we move on to? Yeah. This uh, 
Scare was pretty mediocre. It was it was better than uh, Bound, and uh, I did like the yes. uh, the scary nightmare sequences. They were all pretty freaky. Yeah, uh, you really should see if you could find the Lex one on YouTube. Maybe I could find it for you. Okay, they're all pretty freaky. Yeah, I mean it was it was fine. It was, it was a cool seeing a meteor shower again. <laughs> Yeah, the meteor shower that Clark's scare was was very good, and Chloe afraid that she's going to turn into her mother. So that was pretty good. But I mean, same here, Chloe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should be I should be lucky to turn into my mom. <laughs> I was just kidding. My mom's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so can we talk about? Can we talk about? Can we talk about? Can we talk about? What? Unsafe, Sorry. yeah. Um, can I just Unsafe. tell you about some trivia first? <laughs> yes, tell me everything. <laughs> this is actually pretty cool. It's written by Stephen Denight and Jeff Loeb and directed by Greg Beeman. It's like mm-hmm. the Mod Squad on this episode. Um, and uh, this trivia says, Unsafe was unique in that it was a collaboration between two writers who normally write episodes without partners, at least when working on Smallville. When I was on Buffy and Angel, we co-wrote a lot of scripts, revealed tonight, because we would run out of time for a single person to physically be able to write an entire script before we would start to prep. With Smallville, we usually have plenty of time to write the script, but this was one of those cases where we just decided to write a script together. Um, and tonight goes on, he says, I can't remember if it was Al and Miles who suge- su- suggested it, but Jeff and I are friends, and it was a great experience. Um, although it was different from his days co-writing for Angel and Buffy. Often when writers write a script together, especially writing partners, they will write together in the same room. I am spoiled by my Angel days where when we split a script, it was like, I'm getting half as much of money, half as much money for the script, but it's going to take me half as long. All I have to do is write this half and I'm done. I'm in and out lickety split. It's funny because Jeff was really excited thinking we would sit in the room and write the script. And I go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, sit in a room? Oh, no, no. I'll write my half. You write your half. We'll put it together. I think he was a little disappointed, but I just couldn't do that. If you do it that way, you're spending as much time writing a full script and time when you're on a TV show is su- is at such a premium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Stephen and I thought co-writing was one way. Jeff Loeb thought it was the other way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess that's how they do it on Buffy and, and Angel. <laughs> Well, this was the best episode yeah. of the week. The one where Alicia returns. Yes, Alicia. I love Alicia Baker. I love her. <laughs> Were you so excited? And you know who else? You know who else I love? Uh, John Piper Ferguson. Oh, yeah. I love John Piper Ferguson. You mean Ferguson. Dr. John Piper Ferguson. <laughs> I love how he's got John- he's got the hair still, you know, but he's like this Harvard doctor. But then it turns out that he's also crazy. <laughs> So, Evil, yeah. yeah. Uh, my first note is Clark has the super ability to study in a crowded coffee shop. It's <laughs> one of his powers. Yeah, you know it's going to be about boys and girls because mm. girls are inviting Clark to go to parties, and yeah. he just turns them down. Hot tub. One is Mara, <laughs> Jason Dante's girlfriend from Velocity. Uh, but she and the other girl both played cheerleaders in Devoted, so I think they're supposed to be cheerleaders. And we find out that Clark has a football scholarship in this episode. Mm. Pretty cool. To Met You? 
Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah. To Metropolis, yeah. you. <laughs> I was like, glad to meet you, too. I uh, hope... <laughs> I hope we don't see Clark in college. Clark in college. Clark Come on, college years. He's gonna meet. No. He's gonna meet a female Riley, and they're gonna. He's gonna work for the military, or uh, no. he's gonna get a radio disc jockey job. <laughs> Those two other lame college plots are way overused. Uh, so Jason breaks up with Lana and goes back to college. Where does Jason live? Uh, I don't know. I, that's my answer. I guess he lives on campus. I don't know. Is he going to get an apartment in, in Metropolis? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but um, Jason says that you're not ready for that kind of relationship. And uh, it's revealed that Lana is still a virgin. They didn't actually sleep together when they were having all those hot, ta- hot, hot times in Paris with the uh, steamy showers. And buxom uh, silhouettes. <laughs> uh, but Chloe, however, <gasps> Chloe, bad, bad girl. In the episode Heat, she said she made up the story that she slept with somebody when she was uh, working at the Dilly Planet, just to make Clark jealous. And it turns out she actually lied about making up the story. It was real. His name was Jimmy. He had a cute bow tie. He wore a bow tie. (laughs) And she regretted it. Yeah, she was ashamed. And uh, just so you know, there was a uh, a PSA at the end of this episode. Uh, It says, the age of consent in Kansas is 16. The original airing of this episode included a PSA by Allison Mack urging teens to practice safe sex and included the website teenpregnancy.com. So... And I'm sure teenagers paid no attention to it. <laughs> Got to get the info out there. Keep them educated. All right. So why are we talking about Jason and Alana? <laughs> there, uh, when there's so much Alicia to talk so about. Much. The re- I love uh, the why I love Alicia is because there's that constant struggle. Yeah. In these two episodes, we see her go back and forth. You know, she does so much. She does so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. What the hell? Okay, let's just take it from the beginning. Okay, Clark, of course, doesn't trust the whole thing. And he's like, I'm glad they think you're better. <laughs> <laughs> and and she's like, listen, I got this lead bracelet. It it means that I can't teleport. It also means that I'm me- mentally uh, mentally uh, just fine. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I know they make it make it seem like every freak of the week loses their mind because they get powers, but it really doesn't mean that everybody who has powers, I mean, come on, they're goes, goes evil. evil. Yeah, yeah. And that taking their powers away will make them not evil. <laughs> Sane again. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I wasn't I, I I they kept on pushing that on us, you know. Like, oh, it's the bracelet. Look, the bracelet. Oh, the bracelet's broken. It must mean she's evil. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, I, when we get to the point, I'll tell you where it lost <laughs> me. But, uh, uh, but, but yeah, so then, then Clark has this conversation with Martha about how he, you know, he wants to share his life with somebody. He wants to share. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, she makes him feel good because she can, uh, she's like him. Yeah. Yep. Clark is feeling very lonely, and uh, Alicia, you know, 
is would be a great girlfriend if she is cured <laughs> and if she is not like Miss Fatal Attraction like she was before. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, my first note about Martha, I said, "Nice breakfast spread, Martha." She's got like a pile of eggs, a stack of toast, fresh OJ. I, like, I want to eat at the Kent Farm. <laughs> yeah. um, so Clark, she. Alicia wins him over and they go out on a date. <laughs> they go ice skating, Buffy and Angel. They go ice skating. <laughs> so cute. And they look so happy because they both have these huge, super white smiles. <laughs> Clark on ice skates. And then they, yeah. Oh, he can't ice skate. That's funny. There's something he can't do. But he's... He, obviously, he must be losing his powers because he's very coordinated. He never trips. He never trips. <laughs> That's right. But good thing he's got buns of steel. <laughs> and the cold doesn't bother him. Yeah. And she she like falls on top of him. Uh, and, and he warms up his hot, her hot cocoa. Oh, yeah. And she wants to take a drive to California. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because the doctor is there and tells her to stop seeing Clark. That's right. She's afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And Clark's like, you know, well, when he finds out about the doctor, he's like, let's go to the review board and let's turn him in. You know, let's handle this the right way. And she's like, no, we have to run away. Yeah. If they if if they discover that he's messed up or he's a bad guy, they're going to then take away my uh, parole, basically, and put me right back in Belle Reve again. And especially since she's still she's gone right back to seeing the guy that she was obsessed with. So, Clark says no. So, Alicia breaks into the torch office and finds herself a red kryptonite class ring, which I guess Chloe's just got like a case of in her desk. Yeah. Okay. First off, when I saw the red kryptonite class ring, I jumped up off the couch, jumped up and down and screamed and, and you know, squeed in joy because that is my favorite I thing I literally in wrote down, Steph must have freaked when she saw the red K. Oh my gosh, my heart just like it leaps out of my chest. I love it so much. But then I was like, wait a minute, why does Alicia know anything about this? I know. How is she in the torch? Like this doesn't Come make any on. sense. Not only it's like she does how does she know about Red K? How does she know to find a ring? Like she must watch Smallville. I that's pretty much the only answer. <laughs> Cause watching Smallville, you would know. That Red K affects him in a certain way and that uh, Chloe has a stockpile of rings apparently in her desk. Because <laughs> the last one was destroyed yeah. by Jonathan's uh, sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. So Lionel has a dream. He wants to inspire everybody. He wants everybody to be as blessed as he is. <laughs> I love Lionel's line. Too busy playing with your sword to talk to your father. <laughs> <laughs> And Lex thinks it's an act, and I'm like, yeah, he did pretend he was blind for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so Lionel gets put in the guest house. Oh, is that the scene where oh, where he they talk they keep going about like talking about soup and <laughs> yeah, okay, so he goes to and he's just happy as a lark to go stay in the guest <laughs> house, and it's like the roles are reversed now. It's like Lex is Lionel and Lionel yep. is Lex. Yep. Lionel's like, I see the good in you. You must fight the evil. So, um... Alicia brings uh, Clark 
this gaudy necklace, and why would Clark put anything red or on? <laughs> you know, you would think that everything red or green, he would just say no. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, did he even get a look at it before she put it on him? And it's and it's really weird because like Chloe must have had a whole bunch of rings to pry a bunch of stones out of because that necklace has like several red K rocks all the way around the necklace. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was a big stone that she broke up into several. Yeah, uniformly <laughs> sized. Alicia is a good jeweler as well as. <laughs> Very, as well as watching Smallville I like that Clark okay, noted, so, Says before the whole Red K thing happens He's like running is not the answer Trust me I know And it's just referring mm. to the beginning of season 3 mm-hmm. So Cal is back Yep All this kissing 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 Holy kissing cow, kissing hotness. And then she's And then she says I want it to last. And he says, well, I don't know if that's one of my powers, but we can try <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm a virgin. That's oh great. God. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> and then he proposes to her and they speed off to Las Vegas <laughs> to get married. What were you thinking? <laughs> I mean. Oh, God. I was like, this is not going to stick. But. Oh my gosh, that uh, preacher and the wife, the piano yep. player, when Clark, when they speed back uh, down the aisle, she she throws the bird seed and they are long gone. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yep. And then they're in the uh, they're in the uh, honeymoon suite oh, yeah. and they are just all over the Ripping place. Clothes he rips off. her down. Uh, yeah, she's and she's hiding and uh, transporting and hiding. Yeah. And, uh, oh, there's one part where she stands up on the bed and turns around. And she's like, "I'm Mrs. Clark Kent," and I, I was, I went looking for the promo because I was like, "I know that's in the promo." Yeah. It's like that was made designed especially for the promo, and it was not huh. in the promo. That's weird. You, yeah, I so saw you posted it but in the, the group. Promo, I didn't watch it, but yeah, it's like, oh, it's like edited to make you think that Lana is all wrapped up in this marriage thing. <laughs> That like Lana's upset about, the, but it's but Lana does. They don't know anything about it that it's going nope. on. Not yet. And uh, yeah, this is the weird thing about Red K. You know, Clark does some really selfish, uh, you know, uninhibited things. But we know in Exile that he'd go home alone every night. You know, he would not sleep with anybody. And so he maintained his virginity through like three months of living in Metropolis and being like a club boy. And um, and now he's got Red K. And even on Red K, Clark Kent will not sleep with a girl unless he's married. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, these two are super hot together. Um and then she that's not enough for her. She wants the real Clark. So she takes the necklace off and he pretty much is horrified and she drugged him. Um, and she says, Red K didn't make you do what you didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he loves her. He really does. He really loves uh-huh. her. And, oh, yeah. There's actually an excuse here. She's he's he pretty much asked her how did he know how does she know about Red K and he, she says I know about Red K because I know everything about you we were meant to be together so there's your there's your answer that doesn't make any sense 
that does not compute. She knows everything about him because she watches Smallville. So, uh, Alicia, uh, Dr. McBride has a, a showdown with Clark. And to protect Clark's secret, she takes the bullet for Clark. Yeah, and she keeps saying that she will never tell. And even at the end, she promises she'll never tell anybody about a secret. Uh-huh. And on one hand, it's like, well, obviously she's going to tell somebody about her, his secret because she keeps saying how she's not going <laughs> to tell somebody about her his secret. But then again, I don't. When we get to that episode, there's no. I don't get it. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. But yeah. but, but it still made me jump out of my chair. This this but, was a yeah. great. Huh? That whole that whole sequence made me jump out of my chair, but we'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was a great that she sacrificed. She she made a sacrifice uh-huh. for Clark because uh, that would not have they wouldn't have been able to explain how um, a bullet bounced off him. You know, bounced off of him, or he couldn't go to Bell Reeve and be tested because he can't be. You know. He can't be in Bell Reef. And that's all fine and everything. But again, there's a little bit of a hole here because when Alicia falls to the ground with the bullet, what does Clark do next? He super pushes Dr. McBride out of the barn. Yeah. So how did he do that? <laughs> uh, he should. Yeah. Clark was not going to go to Bell Reef anyway, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, we have so Jason comes to uh, Lana. Are we going to get to Lana and Jason? Oh, I, I must have skipped. Was there anything more about Jason and Lana in this episode? Oh, where Lana uh, lights the oh, candles, yeah, yeah. and Jason comes over, and she's got his shirt on, and and she decides that she's grown up enough to handle their relationship. And he was like, "That's not what I was talking about." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lana, not at all. But uh, while we're here, his mother. While yeah. these candles are lit, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my gosh! Sidetrack. So you know, I'm watching Angel because we record tomorrow night. Uh, Magic Bullet and Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yes. Yeah, and I'm just and you know I'm listening to Magic Bullet commentary, and in the uh, episode, a old fat motorcycle rider takes his shirt off and Jeffrey Bell says, Oh, if you want the young hunky guys, go over and watch Smallville. <laughs> and so I'm, and I was expecting when we were watching both of these to compare them. Yeah. And, and I really haven't until he said that. And then I just, Angel looks so drab looks really, you know, Smallville is so just, uh, so digital look mm-hmm. at just uh, HD. Yeah. It's so sharp and crisp and the lighting other than that terrible, uh, production design of the, the, uh, Talon, like Lex's study, how they have the lighting under like in the shelves mm-hmm. or in Lana's room, the, uh, the, those candles, the lighting looks really good. They have a good lighting person. You're right. Yeah. Smallville. Yeah. yeah. It definitely, it's a much better looking show. I mean, it's got more colors in it. That's for sure. A lot of the angel stuff takes place either indoors or at night. And that's just a unfortunate thing about a show starring a vampire. Yeah. It's just drab looking. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny. He says this because then he's going to lose his writer to Smallville the next year. (laughs) 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 Um, so, um, Alicia apologizes, but, 
Clark breaks up with her and leaves the lead bracelet. And then he has to go face his parents. And Jonathan is too angry to even talk to him. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, John Snyder must be prepping an episode because <laughs> he hasn't been in these episodes very much. But yeah, Martha just, I'm just. Don't you remember the holy red K thing, Martha? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's yelling at him and giving him a hard time. He, it was out of his control. He had no control over what happened. I feel like David Schwimmer. I'm like, I was on red K. <laughs> and Clark says he he makes everybody happy because he says, you know what? That act- actually that marriage was not legal. Um, and uh, it's true because uh, it would have been impossible to obtain a marriage license so quickly. Also, since Clark is 17, Nevada law would have required him to either have a parent or guardian present or written notarized permission to marry. With no official document or legal permission, they probably just paid the church to simply perform a ceremony. So there you go. And then Alicia shows up at the barn. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, one day there'll be a uh, for real marriage on (gasps) Smallville. Uh, Wow. Spoilers. What? Um, I don't know this. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking out of my ass. <laughs> so Alicia shows up at the bar and they make up. And for some reason, Alicia yeah, she, has her arm in a, sw- in a sling. I, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, because she got shot. Yeah. She got shot in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, uh, so she's like telling him goodbye. And then she's like, and then Clark's like, Alicia, wait. Yeah. So they're back together. Yay. Because, because Alicia makes him feel different but the same what was it he makes her he makes him she uh, blah, alicia makes him feel special mm-hmm. but like everybody else she makes him feel like everybody else uh-huh. so, i have six yeah. songs for this episode <laughs> all right dido. okay dido is one of them life or rent um when alicia gets the red k ring uh, at the beginning of the episode, the Scissor Sisters song "Laura," when Clark is "quote unquote" I, studying. I thought that was Scissor Sisters. Yeah. Uh, Clark and Alicia making out in the barn. Two simple plans. Welcome to my life. And of course, in Vegas, we have Elvis Presley's "It's Now or Never." Uh, Clark and Alicia rip each other's clothes off to uh, "Rock and Roll Soldiers" song. Funny little feeling. And then at the end, when Alicia's apologizing, it's to Jonathan Rice's "Break So Easy." So those are all on the playlist. All memorable songs mm-hmm. to me, at least. Uh, and it's my playlist, so there. So we go on to the next episode. Pariah! Okay. Karaoke. <laughs> well, this is the one where Chloe finds out, I should say, right up the right at the top. <laughs> Yay! Okay. <sighs> so it's karaoke night at the Talon. And what did you think of Chloe and Lois singing I Love Rock and Roll? That's... Uh, I, I can dig it. <laughs> I, that seems, yeah. I just, I, I get it. It's pretty much karaoke. <laughs> it is a go-to karaoke song yeah. for girls. Um, mm. You know, it's not like you have to like hit a lot of notes to sing that. You can just kind of belt it out. Yeah. Yeah. Singing it in a group. That's good. And then Lana was enjoying watching them sing. And then there was this guy, Sideburns guy. Yeah. Hey, Burnsy. Um, yeah. And Lois... It's like flirting with him while she sings. That was. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So there is actually a deleted scene from the beginning of this episode, uh, which oh, I hope so wouldn't have worked because <laughs> because oh, sorry, go ahead. None of it makes sense. I was just gonna say we don't know anything about sideburns guy. Oh, there's nothing about sideburns guy. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, yeah, it's oh. Clark driving Alicia to the Talon, and he starts talking about her scarf. He like admires it. So it's kind of like, hey, everybody, pay attention to that scarf. Uh, it's kind of a scene that says that because... Chekhov's good. Yeah, yeah Chekhov's scarf. So they come into the Talon, and Lois says right in the mic, first he marries the girl, now he's dating her. <laughs> <laughs> and Chloe says, that was subtle, Lois. And I'm thinking, yeah. And then Lana, oh, oh, uh, then Lana jumps up and runs off, and I'm like, oh, Lana's jealous. No, Lana's not jealous. Lana is offended that anybody is having to do with is having anything to do with this murderer, yes. attempted murderer. She tried to kill her. She tried to kill. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, Clark, maybe you should have talked to Lana first before being like, I'm going to bring my girl out. Everybody's just going to have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, there is also another deleted scene after this where um, Lana and Jason talk about how she's upset about. Clark bringing Alicia to the Talon and Jason says that she's, she's right to be upset. And it's, and, he, and then he's like, why don't you go take a shower? And she's like, yes, I'm going to go light 82 candles and uh, get my body double to go take a shower for me. <laughs> that voluptuous body double that we saw at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I was thinking it was, oh, it it's, it was a little less busty this time. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't the bust. It was the, it was the backside. Oh, I wasn't noticing that. Well, I guess I'll have yeah, to watch it again. Very curvy. <laughs> yeah. That but was a Lois, why are you not at school? Why is Lois not at school? <laughs> She's on a break. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, we we are we are introduced in the shower scene to uh the Sandman. Uh not played by Thomas Hayden Church this time, but uh Burnsy. Is is this the Sandman? <laughs> the Sandman's actually from uh, Marvel comics, so he's pretty much the Sandman, though. I mean, he's he's got the same powers. Is there a yeah? Because Spider Man's DC. No, it's Marvel. No, Spider Man's Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure DC they have they all have uh, similar characters. Like I'm sure there is a Sandman like yeah. character in DC. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably called something a little different. Dirt Man. <laughs> Desert Man. I don't know. Um, so we go to the hospital and Jason tells Clark that Lana doesn't want to see him. And uh, so we have this conversation between Lois and Chloe. And Lois, uh, Chloe's like, Jason pulled a TJ hooker? And that, you know, <laughs> and then she's, they, they start talking about Alicia and Chloe says, she can transport easier than Captain Kirk. And I was like, Chloe's got Shatner on the brain today. <laughs> uh, who says? Genevieve comes in. Oh, yeah. Well, that's later. Oh, wait. No, that's after, that's later after Jason's attack. Somebody says, I'm getting a funny case of deja vu, Clark. <laughs> Instead of vu. But I can't. I don't know who it is. Martha and John, Jonathan aren't having it. Like, Nope. Nope, not good. Um, 
So yeah, at the school, of course, we see Burnsy, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, he's a Sandman. Okay. Yeah, and like, why is Lois at, at the high school? And he asked Lois out. Why would Lois? Why does Lois want to hang around lowly high school kids and be asked out by a high school guy who has crow's feet? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he seems old enough. Uh, and, and it's funny because you know Bernsey here uh, his actually the name is Tim um, gives Chloe an article that he's written for the Torch, and the article. It he he's printed it exactly like the front of a newspaper, <laughs> and I don't know if that's Chloe's requirement. Like, hey, if you want to submit an article, make sure it's ready to print. <laughs> but I like this guy though. I I, uh, I like his vibe. Yeah, I did. I looked him up and I I didn't write him down. I guess because apparently there wasn't anything memorable in his filmography. Um. Mm-hmm. So we have Clark receiving another visit from Alicia and she's like – and I guess Tim had said that he saw her in the alleyway and uh, – Yes. She says, hey – This was right after he asked Lois out for Yeah. Hey, just so you know. <laughs> uh, and um, she's she's like, yeah, yeah. No, I was not in the alleyway. I had nothing to do with Lana's attack. However, I'm not wearing my bracelet – Anymore, um, because giving up my powers is like being in prison, and um, and I'm just like, and, and, oh, yeah. She asked Clark if he could ever give up his powers, and he says he'd rather not have them and hurt anyone. And I'm like, dude, the powers don't cause her mental illness. <laughs> how is that yeah, established? How is this where a thing? this episode lost me? Yeah. Is this the scene where he goes to the tackle box and he takes a fishing lure and he molds it into a bracelet? <laughs> I don't know if that's – I don't think that's till later. But yeah, that's kind of funny because she's just kind of like, yeah, it was kind of a special bracelet. And, uh. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? Is he is he thinking that maybe when she does wear the bracelet that it's not a real bracelet. It's just something she made and she just says that she's cured. And then she asks – and then she asks him to – if she's got to turn herself in, that he's got to tell about his powers too. Yeah. So that starts – I didn't get all that. Yeah, that starts giving – yeah, because he's like telling her like uh, that she needs to wear the bracelet and give up her powers and she wants to be free with the powers. And she's telling him that he needs to be free with his powers too and then they can be together. Because everybody is just automatically suspecting Alicia when there's uh, murders going on because everybody knows that she can teleport. But if everybody knew that Clark could also super speed into a room and super speed out and you wouldn't know it, there would be two suspects. <laughs> so everybody would honest, wouldn't be pointing the finger at Alicia anymore. It would be – Oh, that's the that's – the- Logic, because I did. Yeah, she's she's I like, listen, I'm it. not the only one with powers here, so why is everybody putting pointing the finger at me? So there's another mm-hmm. deleted scene after this, uh, where Alicia is at that horse barn where you see her before, see her later, and Jason comes up and he threatens her to stay away from Lana. Like he gets really mad at her. So that's yeah. weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of ties into the earlier deleted scene where he's like, "Oh yeah, you've got a right to be angry." <laughs> uh. So, um, uh, Jason gets attacked and there's the green scarf and, um, oh, I wrote down Jason, but we know that Jason calls microfiche microfish. 
So, uh... Yeah, and we know that it's not Alicia because she's her. She emits green stuff. And this is like a sandy stuff. So we know it's not her. Yeah. Uh. So, let's see. Is this where we go to the? Is, is this, this a museum? The Smallville Museum? Oh no! This, uh, oh, I have the hospital next, but. Okay. Okay. Right. Why are we at the hospital? Lana has is a. This where, oh, this is Genevieve. where Jason goes to the hospital, and Genevieve comes in and says that she didn't cause them to meet, and he says, "Mom, I got hurt worse playing football." <laughs> and then she turns it around. She's like, "Listen, you kind of need to worry about about this, Lana. Why is it that he needs to blame meeting you on me? <laughs> like, what is why? Why would he need to blame me for meeting you? Wouldn't meeting you be a good thing?" <laughs> so she's just kind of sticking the wedge in between them. Um. So, and then she tells Lex to hire Jason. Oh yeah, she goes and talks to Lex, and I keep watching this this scene over and over because I can't figure out what's going on because it's so sexually charged yeah. <laughs> that I don't hear what they're saying. And he's like, "Listen, you don't look a lot like my mom, but you could be my mom. So <laughs> we might have something going on here." I might forget your name, though. Uh, <laughs> do you like earrings? <laughs> uh, yeah. It is. It is. It's very sexually charged. And I was, I don't know. They must have been like, charge it up, Jane Seymour. I mean, this is, this is like bad Lex, you know? Like, you can be like this with him, you know? Um, so I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, she's trying to break Jason and Lana up. So first we we're, first we're worried that she set this whole thing up for them to meet, and now she's trying to break them up. What's the deal, yeah, with Genevieve? And, so, and then Lex says, "Oh, she says, well, Lex says, I don't, uh, I don't interfere with affairs of the heart." And she says, "Well, you, you know, you got him fired from his job." And he <laughs> yeah. said, "Well, that was different." Yeah. So I don't know what that meant. Was that because of Clark? He's like, listen. I don't like it when adults date high schoolers. And trust me, I've got my eye on Lois Lane. He seemed like he was she was going after that guy with the sideburns. And if that happens, I'm going to break them up too. <laughs> Sorry. Really? No. no. <laughs> Just made that whole thing up. <laughs> so then Jason goes to visit Lex. And Lex is like, she wants me to give you a job. And I'll pay you $100,000. Yeah. <laughs> it was so and weird. He's like, so let's work so together against your your mother. The enemy of my enemy. Yeah, yeah I wrote. Uh, is Lex going to have sex with Jason's mom? Uh, yes. So Clark is Clark confronts Alicia about the scarf, and she's like, "I know it's my scarf, but it's I, I didn't do it." And so Clark doesn't believe Alicia and goes to Sheriff Adams. And Sheriff Adams like, yo, I had Alicia in my interrogation room, so she couldn't have possibly been there at the same time. And Clark should have went like, you know she can teleport, right? <laughs> but uh, this is when Alicia's like, well, once people know the truth about us, they'll have to accept us for who we are. It's the only way we'll ever be free. And so... Yeah, I didn't get all this. I didn't... Didn't didn't work for me. Yeah. Well, I don't care because it leads up to this freaking awesome scene where Alicia yeah. 
finds Chloe and is like, you like to write, you know, exposés or whatever, and you're going to get the dirt on this. And she teleports them into a car. The car is speeding. Chloe's worried. Then all of a sudden they're teleported. She calls, she calls Clark. She's like, my car won't stop. And Clark should have been like, well, teleport out of it. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess he might've also been worried that the car might crash into somebody in a thing, you know? So Chloe is Chloe and Alicia on the sidelines as Clark catches the car as it's flying through the air. And the look on Chloe's face. Yeah, Chloe, she does like, Allison does a great job in the rest of this episode by being so confused, freaked out, amazed, worried, perplexed, you know. And this is. She uh, is just shocked. This is practically Action Comics number one. I mean, first. First seeing of uh, first picture of Superman that's that's distributed around the world is the cover where Superman is catching a car, you know, in his hands, and people are like, "What?" <laughs> hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm telling you, when I saw this scene, I remember I was so excited, you know, because it's just been just so much with like and it, and it, uh, like oh, I can't tell my secret to anybody, can't tell my secret to anybody, and you know, Chloe and Clark are just great friends and. You know, it just works. Well. I mean, she she can work the computers. You know, she can be her. She can be his his uh, guy in the chair. <laughs> oh, that's what I was about to say. Guy in the yeah. chair. <laughs> I just rewatched that movie the other night. Um, what movie? Uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, is that is that term used in that? Yeah. Movie? Oh, you didn't know that. I've heard it somewhere recently, but I didn't know where I've heard Might it. Have been that. that was like, and I didn't know if I heard it on times. a podcast or, or what. Yeah. <laughs> so Lois has a date with Tim at the museum, and Tim's like, "Listen, I wish someone would make Smallville great again." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a good thing yeah, that these uh, these aliens are punished for their sins of being aliens, or whatever. <laughs> Freaks of the week or whatever, crypto freaks, media freaks. Yeah, yeah. The town used to be good. People used to be, do the right thing, and, and people are just corrupt now. And that teacher was dating yeah, a high schooler, this, and I'm like, I punished them. They got what they deserved. Yeah, Lois said, uh, "You know, they're both over eighteen. <laughs> well, if they try to get away with it, then everybody else will try to get away with yeah. it." Oh. <laughs> So Lois goes to Chloe in the talent and she's immediately looking for Clark because, of course, you know, Clark's the hero of the show. Uh, and, and Chloe's like – Lois is like, Chloe, have you seen Clark? And Chloe's like, why? Have I, have I seen Clark do what? what? <laughs> that was great. So uh, Alicia, unfortunately, meets her end because of Bernsey. I hate this guy. Yeah, that was that was awful. And I'm just like, like he puts his arm around her. How is her first instinct not to immediately teleport? Yeah, but he chloroformed her. So, yeah, but it's just like then she couldn't. Any, I mean, if I could teleport, somebody grabs me, I'm poof gone. <laughs> yeah, she, it's not like she had to like sit there and like squint her eyes like uh, Masioka from Heroes. <laughs> She just was like, poof. She was able to teleport Great all stuff. over the, the hotel room. Why can't mm-hmm. she just... 
So sad. And it's just like... A, it was so it's sad. It's just a terrible ending for this character, you know? Yeah. And then Clark shows up. And then there's a dog. And then he... he uh, with his uh, uh, heat vision, he breaks the rope and gets her down. And Oh, it was so sad. And he falls to his knees and he screams, mm-hmm. No! <laughs> However, it's it's sad. I feel I'm like, oh, I just wrote that. Poor Alicia. Poor Clark. And uh, the no is really like, I don't know if it was a conscious homage, but in Superman, the 1978 version, when he finds... That he didn't save Lois, uh, he does the same thing. He screams no. Uh, then he flies away and, and brings then, the earth back. <laughs> uh, and then Lois comes running up. Like, how, how does Lois know where to find Clark? And why was Clark there? Oh, why was there a dog? I don't know about this dog that, that you're talking about. I can't remember. <laughs> I do remember. You don't remember the dog? <laughs> I don't remember the dog. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, Chloe, I think Chloe tells, um, tells her that she's, that Clark is with Alicia and I don't know whose barn this is. (laughs) I think they mentioned somewhere in one of these two episodes that Clark brought Alicia to Granville and that's where she was staying. I I don't know if she was living with her parents that were scared of her or an uncle or an aunt. I don't know. So, um... So Lois is like, listen, I know who who's responsible for this, Clark. Let's not go to the police. <laughs> and so yeah, he confronts uh, Bernsey and it like almost strangles him to death. And Lois is like, what are oh. you doing, Clark? And it's like, what do you think he was going to do, Lois? You told him exactly who murdered his girlfriend. Yeah. But yeah, she talks him down. Lois Lane... Talking Clark Kent into doing the right thing. Pretty good. Uh, about 10 years too soon. <laughs> uh, so Clark is forlornly throwing a ball against a wall. And He's been out there for two days. days. And um, he feels responsible for her death. And it's like... You know, it's like he's already building his walls up. He's like, I am not going to tell anybody my secret. Nothing but bad stuff happens when somebody learns my secret. And uh, mm. and meanwhile, Chloe, like, shows up when Clark is grieving at Alicia's grave. And she's just like, it must be so hard being different, thinking no one will accept you. <laughs> talking about Alicia, but also, like, talking about Clark. Yeah, if you ever want to talk, you can talk to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so something tells me that it's going to be a long time before Clark knows that Chloe knows. It's an interesting situation, though, right? Mm, yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's a twist. It's not like Clark having to constantly worry about somebody knowing a secret or that person constantly having like huge issues. I mean, the whole Pete with the secret, it was fun for a couple episodes, but most of the time was the. Oh, it's just. Uh, Pete. <laughs> yeah. And you notice something at the end here? Oh, the uh, gravestones mm-hmm. had names like James Marshall, director on Smallville, and the, uh, yeah, and the production designer Allison Dunn. Yeah, James Marshall's tombstone apparently said "died from inflexibility." <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that he was 
stiff or that he was st- set in his uh, ways? It seems like set in his ways. I don't know. Uh, it's funny. Was that my no, phone? No, that was my phone. Okay. Our guest for Redemption Cast tomorrow is messaged me. Um, cool. So, uh, no needle drops for this episode. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Episode of the week. Bound, scare, unsafe, oh, definite, Definitely unsafe. Yeah. Even though I don't know what unsafe has to do with the episode. Um, it was kind of insinuating uh, relationships and getting your heart broken. And It's all about unprotected sex and the PSA. But nobody had... Nobody had sex. Well, it was implied that Chloe did. But but her and Lana's conversation was more about <laughs> don't make sure that you don't regret uh losing it to somebody that yeah. uh you know that you don't want to re- be remember you don't want to remember this as being a positive thing. And she should have been like, yeah, but it's Jensen like, Ackles though. <laughs> yeah, it's Jensen Ackles. He's such a good actor. Uh um, so it was weird Like like the PSA What was the PSA that just If you're going to have sex Make sure that it's not with a slime ball Like I don't get it Well you know understand. Clark and Alicia got pretty sexy In their hotel room you know It could have been like we don't want to You know have teenagers Think that it's okay to run away and have sex In a hotel room together But they got married That's true I guess it's also like they should have had a PSA about getting married when you're a teenager. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Do not be a teen mom. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you saw the promo for the episode. The episode had a lot to do with Lana, so it doesn't surprise me that Unsafe should be the episode title. <laughs> so. It was a fu- it was a fun episode. The other bound was terrible. Scare was okay. Yeah, and Pariah was there was some weird things about it, just like the beer uh, the uh, uh, sideburns guy. Yeah, I did it, it not like weird. the freak of the week in that episode. But wow, I thought he was a good actor. But the whole story was one of the most memorable scenes in Smallville. It's just another one of those classic Smallville moments. Chloe sees Clark cash that car. But Mm. Unsafe as a whole episode is much better. And I love Clark on a red K for like 10 minutes going off the Las Vegas and getting married. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) I want to marry it. I want to have a Las Vegas marriage with with Clark Kent on red K. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and not not really. Not man. That doesn't. That didn't come out. No, no, no. I don't want to marry Clark Kent. Oh, Red K. I want to marry the idea of Clark Kent being a Red K. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I think I think you mean both. I, I think you mean both. All right. So probably unsaved episode of the week. Definitely. Um, next week, yeah. um, we're going to be watching just three episodes. Because uh, we're also going to be doing a commentary that same night. For <laughs> So I figured we have to do two episodes this season or two podcasts this season that only cover three episodes. So we should do at least one now. I know it's going to be hard, but. 
Uh, oh, is that what we're watching the movie? Are we not watching the movie tonight? No, we're watching it next Tuesday. Oh, I thought we were doing it tonight. No. That's why I have, that's why I have the wine. Oh, my God. You're going to have to get more wine. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so sorry. Not a, not a problem. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like quarter to ten over here. I would have definitely rushed this episode. We're going to be starting early Tuesday. I'm hoping we're going to start like right at seven o'clock. Anyway, okay. nobody cares. Um, so next week, we'll be talking about three episodes. Recruit, Crypto, and Sacred. Wait. Recruit, Crypto, and Sacred. Yep. Okay. And Give me my teases. The first one is, the football arc comes to an end. <gasps> so does that mean that... Clark's football career comes to an end? The football arc comes to an end. <laughs> but I thought it was really at an end because they won state playoffs or state championship or whatever. Listen, the football season can't be for the entire se- the entire season of the and then it's like a whole school year. They got to end it sometime. And I guess ending it in uh, March <laughs> is better. I don't know. Your next tease. <laughs> Clark gets a new best friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. The quest for the stones continues. All right. Sort of a tease. Okay. Sort of. Uh, of course. Uh, your next tease. Lionel has his first interaction with Lana in the entire series so far in his own body. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fun little bit of trivia. The fact that Lionel, John Glover, and Kristen Crook haven't had a scene together this entire series until now. And huh. you're fine. Do they, do, do they team up and uh, create a Meals on Wheels for, for the town? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Kristen Crook is definitely going to be the Laura Palmer of Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> the final tease. We're not that black. Smallville goes to China. What? Mm-hmm. China. China. What does that have to do with anything? China. What does that have to do? Well, didn't wait, wait, wait. Where were we when <laughs> we saw uh, Lex's half brother? Was that? Oh, I don't know. It was at China. I think it was like Chinatown, Indonesia. We're probably going to be. Sh- oh, okay. It's. I. I will just tell you, it's going to look a lot like Vancouver. <laughs> it's what a lot Vancouver. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Do you hear Sadie snoring? Yeah, that means it's time to wrap it up. Sadie's bored, <laughs> but uh, it's probably from chasing Diana around all day. So no, not yet. Uh, no, Sadie loves Diana. Wants to. Be best friends, but Diana just hisses at her. Steph has but a new cat. The good everybody. thing is, <laughs> Diana's not hissing at us anymore. Ah, good. She was at first, so ho- there's hope for Sadie. <laughs> Hashtag hope for Sadie. All right, everybody, we'll see you <laughs> next week. Uh, we don't want to wait. Bye. Bye. <laughs>